Hi everyone, welcome to episode one of Soul Talk with Steph. Obviously, I am Steph. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I hope you gained some golden nuggets of wisdom today. I hope this might lighten up your current situation. Um, but basically, Soul Talk with Steph is all about self-development, spirituality, being your best self, what is in the way of being you, hashtag you do you boo. Basically, it's just a podcast to talk about the things that we don't like talking about, raising more awareness into ourselves um, to become our best fucking self. So episode one, I thought, let's just introduce me. Let me tell you my story. Who am I? What am I all about? When Steph reincarnated, reincarnated on this earth, who who is she? Who was she meant to be? What are the challenges that came in her way? Um, basically, I must have been high up in the sky when I signed my soul contract uh, because I just thought I could take everything on. My soul was like, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. Tick, 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 tick. Just throw anything my way because we'll make it happen. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to share and just speak out. Um, before we get started, I'm just going to say the screen and sage my energy and bring in some grounding and protection of any juju vibes and I'm just going to take a sip of my uh, coffee but if you want to take a sip of tea or coffee you do you here we go so basically from childhood I grew up in a very crazy chaotic household mum was always working dad was at home um you know and I just want to do a public disclaimer this whoever are the characters in my story um I'm not here to shame them make them feel bad about themselves or point any hate towards them um this goes to anyone that is part of the story um you were just characters along my journey and I thank you for the lessons that you've taught me and I send you lots of love peace out um back to it so basically mum and dad you know did the best they could with what they had um always trying to make ends meet always you know struggling you know financially just it was a very I hate using the word toxic but them together were toxic it was just a concoction of shit um you know mum just was always working always the breadwinner trying to make ends meet pay the bills do what you can to make shit happen um, and I love her for that. She taught me how to hustle fucking hard and make shit happen. Um, my dad, on the other hand, was he grew up with a very hard childhood. Um, he had PTSD from his childhood um, and basically took out all his shit on me. I was home. I was a kid. Um, he would pick me up from school, drop me off. Um, so I was always around him. He, it was a very abusive environment, um, you know, emotional, um, at times physical abuse and very mental. Mental, it was just from zero to seven are the most important years of a child's life. Um, and that really shaped me for who I was in from seven to 14, 14 to 21, 21 to 28, and now breaking the cycle and I'm here today. So yeah, grew up in a very unhealthy household um, and it took me a lot of years to understand where dad was coming from. I did develop PTSD from my childhood um, and certain events that took place in my life. Um, so I grew up being bullied. Um, I was a bit overweight and chubs. Now it's a trend. Um, but yeah, always bullied for my weight, always got called fat. Um, so 
my self-worth, my self-image issues. I grew up with eating disorders, um, grew up with depression, anxiety. Um, it was just a really hard, I had no idea who the fuck I was, to be quite honest. I kept everyone at length's way. I trusted no motherfucker. Um, I trusted no one. Um, it was just always quiet, do as you're told, spoke as you're spoken to. Um, and my grandparents really tried to create a loving environment for me. Um, and I absolutely fucking love them for that. Um, my Giyam, my, my Bakbo on the Greek side, I'm half Greek, half Scottish. Um, they were my guardian angels in human form. Um, and oh, I just, I'm forever grateful for them. I love them absolutely so much. Um, and it gets me a bit rattled, but love them, love, love, love them. And I love my mum and dad for creating me and bringing Steph into this world. Um, yeah, so I had abandonment issues with my mum. She just was never there, felt neglected by her growing up. Um, but, she, you know, even though she was there, she mentally checked out because obviously what she was going through with my dad, she needed to look after herself as well or do what she knew was best to protect herself. Um, and my dad, he just didn't deal with this shit. So it just manifested out on taking it out on other people, always being angry, getting into road rage. And those patterns started to intertwine into my life as well. Um, so as a kid, grew up with that in my household. I grew up being bullied. I had no self-confidence. You know, it was just, I just didn't know how to be myself. I would just sit there and, you know, I knew how to play. The only time I felt safe was in my bedroom. And this comes into play throughout the whole layers of my life, the whole cycles and patterns of things. My safe space was my room. It was my little haven. Um, my bed and sleeping was my way to check out. Um, so I never really had a lot of friends. I had friends, but I kept them arm's length. I, you know, I just didn't, yeah, I didn't feel like it was very meaningful friendships throughout my life. Even in high school, um, I had a few close friends, but some of them, um, it was just your friends to be friends. And that's fine. You live and you learn from that. Um, but yeah, I just always held everyone at arm's length. I didn't, it was either over-attachment or no attachment. There was no balance. Um, and then when it, when I grew up and started getting into dating, um, not even dating, friends with benefits, whatever you want to fucking call it, um, it just was really emotionally unavailable, guys. People who were just there for the fun, the good time, not the long time. They just didn't really want anything out of you but your energy. Um, and I learned along the way. And then I met... The, the who I thought um was the one but yeah was not the one but he was the one that sent me on this whole journey um and basically destroyed me for me to be who I am today so around 23 I met this guy um basically I don't know I was getting pressure from my family to have a boyfriend um, and I just really wanted to settle down because that's what I thought I wanted because everyone was telling me to. Um, and I took that really seriously. I just need a sip of my coffee. Hang on. Yeah. So basically we were in a, whatever, a, a toxic ass. I'm going to call this one fucking toxic relationship. Um, I was physically abused, mentally abused, emotionally abused, financially abused. Any abuse possible happened. Um, as sad as that is, 
that's the truth. Um, he even abused my poor Chico Rico, my little pug that I have. Um, and it was just because he knew that if I had bruises, they're chargeable offenses. But if you hurt my dog, you can do whatever you want, basically, because nothing will happen. Um, I, for the year and a half, that felt like 10 years, it literally aged me 10 years um, at that time. It was hell. I was living in hell. People talk about heaven and hell, like you're going to go to heaven, you're going to go to hell. Hell is on earth. Um, hell is when you go through this dark, fire, chaotic shit that um, you feel like you're never going to get out, out of. That was hell for me. Um, I He destroyed my belief in myself, any belief that I had, any self-worth that I had, anything that I had at all, um, he took that away from me. He took everything, um, emotionally bankrupted me, um, put me in debt and basically, yeah, shook shit up for me to wake up um, and start this journey of self-love and empowerment um, and being my best self. Um, it took a long time, but during that relationship, um, as I mentioned, financial abuse, it wasn't just my weekly wage. Um, I took money out on his name um, or I took money out under my name for him um, because he was calling me, harassing my work, um, basically putting pressure on me to give money. Um, and at the time, I felt like I was saving someone. I, he needed help. I wanted to help him. Um, and yeah, I did. I went and took that money out. And because I, I was going through hell, he was taking everything out of me. Every hour I worked, um, where I worked at the time, all my money was going to him and his needs. Um, it's just like I felt like I had no control of my life or this person because even if I said no, I basically had no choice. I was scared for my life. Um, so basically... It ended, I prayed for that. I was sitting there crying um, in bed one night next to him and I was crying my eyes out. I was like, I don't know who I am anymore. Who the fuck am I? Who is this person? What am I doing? Like, God, I pray that for you to get me out of this safely with no harm to my dog, to my mom, to my family, just get me the fuck out of here. And I make this commitment now that I'm going to change and be the best person that I envision. And I was lying in bed visioning who am I? Who is this person that I want to be? And it was like out of reach. I was reaching up for this person. She wasn't, it was, she wasn't here. Now she's here. This person I dreamt of, I am right now in this moment, exactly who I envisioned. And it's it's amazing. But for me to get here, I had to go through all of that and go through hell and go through the crevices and the trenches of the darkest shit to get up and be who I am today. So it took me a long time to forgive. It took me a long time to accept what happened to me, um, the abuse. I, you know, I, in a way, wish it never happened, but I feel like I needed to go through the trenches of emotional, physical, verbal, financial abuse to come out the other end and learn how to create boundaries because I obviously clearly had no boundaries because seeing my mum and dad in their relationship, 
and there was no boundaries. My idea of love came from my parents. That's why I thought you love someone. You stick by them. You put up with their shit. You accept them for who they are um, with limitation, with a bit of boundaries, with a bit of uh, speaking up and honoring yourself. Um, yeah, I had no idea what the fuck that was. So my idea of love was very tainted. Um, I used to think love was all about loving someone, but if you love yourself, you're too... Um, your vein or, you know, you're a bit up yourself. I never understood what self-love was because I had really none. Um, I loved myself enough, though, to get myself out of that relationship. When he called asking for me back, I'll change, you know, the story. Um, yeah, I just knew his intentions weren't pure and to just keep your head straight and on your prize, no one else's prize. Um, so that was very short lived, didn't even acknowledge. He called me 50 times in a day and I was just like, you do you boo, don't contact me again. Um, yeah. So that was the biggest pinpoint in my twenties was going through that fucking relationship. Um, it took me about five years to really get myself out of the ground, start to float back up, swim to the, the, to the middle and be able to start floating again. Um, I have to go to court because he stole my car for three months. Um, he's the biggest part of my story. Yes, I went through my mum and my dad and my childhood and the bullying and the self-worth and the body image issues. It all led to this relationship. Um, and then this relationship was the one that set me free. Um, so I had to go to court and fight because I was living about a $170,000 worth of debt, um, more if you think about it with all the money that I've given away, um, you know, it, it just was hectic. So I went to court, I fought with, I had nothing, no money to basically hire a lawyer, but I was like, I'm going to take legal aid. These are my documents and we're going to make it happen today. We're getting out of this. And she just looked at me, she's like, oh, I'll do the best that I can. I go, no, you're going to make it happen. Um, and all the magistrate did, we in court for 10 minutes. No one knew anything. It was like top secret business. Um, whoever was in that courtroom that day. And they're like, he's like Stephanie Murdoch. Um, you're exonerated. So he read everything that I read. It was like 10 pages long. My mum wrote a letter. My friend at the time wrote a letter. And my mum's friend wrote a letter and I guess he saw my truth. Um, and I made a promise to him that in that letter that I wrote, I promised to never be back here again. I promised to change my life. And I promised that I'm going to study and become someone that I've always wanted to be. Um, and he believed in me. So I thank that magistrate as well. You were a legend and a lifesaver. But then there was the financial, all the loans, the credit card, it just piled up with interest. So that was another 86,000. Um, so it was 86 plus 86, ironic, 8686. Um, and then I had to fight for that. Do you know how, like when you've got nothing to give, you're emotionally bankrupt, even after a year, two years, three years, you've got nothing to give, but this shit just keeps coming up regarding this short amount of time relationship that really should have meant nothing it just 
was like walking around with a ton of bricks. Um, there were times where I just thought about ending it and I was, and it still for years popped up like, you just get it, just go, you're fine. You'll, you'll come, you'll reincarnate again, you know, you're done being stiff, like give up. And I was like, bitch, I am not giving the fuck up. I walked around very angry. Um, I walked around being very bitter. I shut everyone off. I manipulated situations and friendships too. So I knew that I had control of the situation. Um, it was just unhealthy. Um, so that was the biggest pain in my life, apart from my dad. And But I've done so much work to understand and forgive and accept and me and him are best friends now. Same with my mum. Our bond is so tight. She was the only one that was there for me after that relationship ended. Yeah, I had friends. Um, they didn't really want to go too much into it. One of my best friends actually um, cut me off after that relationship. Um, she just didn't want to be a part of it um, when I really needed someone and I had no one. No one knew how to be there for me. I had no one. Me and my mum's relationship at that time was toxic. We weren't healthy at all together. It was just, I had a lot of anger and resentment towards her. Um, she probably had a lot of anger and resentment towards me. Me and my dad weren't talking then. Um, it was just, I had literally no one. Throughout this whole relationship, everyone could see what was happening, but no one knew how to save me or people just didn't want to get involved because they were scared. Um, and it showed because at the end of it, I had no one. I was walking around as a one-man show and I'm fucking proud of that um, because if it wasn't for those situations and losing everyone, everything around me, um, I wouldn't have learned this strong to actually love myself and nurture myself and take care of myself and work through the shit that has been going on to clear it and create the life that I want to live. Um, you know, I left that relationship with 60 cents in my bank account um, with, uh, I think, 30 kilometres of petrol left. So it was from one side of Melbourne to the other side of Melbourne. Somehow made it without my car conking out. It was just the most, I don't I was always looked after. Even money, like I would sell things to bring in money so I could pay for petrol because I had no job. I enrolled myself in school so I could get a qualification. I became a qualified beauty therapist, makeup artist. I knew that I had to start healing with my hands and let the energy out. And the only way to do that was with my hands. Um, I, I just had these messages and I was being guided and I just followed it. I was like, this is what I need to do. So I did that. I then knew that my lifelong dream was to get into human resources. So I did my qualification in that, um, my diploma. So I had, I did three diplomas in under two years. Um, and then the shit really started to come up. Like, cause I was busy, 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 busy on the go. It just hit me all at once. So after having one spiritual awakening at 24, I think it was 24, turning 25, um, and praying to get out of that relationship and I made this commitment because things were just getting thrown at me and I was like, I can't deal with this shit anymore. Bitch, I'm out. Around 28, I had another spiritual awakening, like probably a lot throughout that time, but another major one where I lost the plot. 
I had no idea who I was again. I was like, fuck, you know, I need guidance. I need help. Like I've done all this stuff, but things just keep coming up. I can't get over what I've been through. Um, and I enrolled to become a consciousness coach. And I knew that I loved Erica. Um, shout out to her because my life changed after doing this course. Um, and I became a certified consciousness coach. And to learn the tools, you had to do the tools. So it's not just learning worksheets and then applying them to other people. You had to apply whatever you're learning to yourself. And it was the most liberating, empowering experience of my life. It was hectic. Don't get me wrong. Or working through your fear and the darkness and all your shadows is not easy. Um, but I became my best friend, my guide, my angel. I became this warrior that was like, I'm going to work through all this bullshit and I'm going to take accountability for how I was showing up in all these scenarios that have taken place in my life. How was I showing up to be able to be abused, to be able to be treated like I was nothing, to believe that I was nothing, um, to give up everything for someone who did not really give a shit about me. Um, yeah, How, who was I in this story? You know, and it's always what flags me is a narcissist versus empath story. Um, but also a girl who knew no better, a girl who was raised into a world with chaos, were raised into a world that was always loved in the shadow and didn't know how to love in the light. And I had to learn all of that because I had no idea what the fuck love was. As I said earlier, love to me was just this word that R&B artists sang on songs. It was like, I love you, I need you. And I was like, what is love? Like, there's a song about that too. What is love? Betty, don't hurt me. You know, excuse my singing, I should stick to my day job. But what the fuck was love? Um, so it took me a long time to learn self-love and it's still taking me a long time to learn how to love others as well. So I went from being emotionally, spiritually, financially, physically bankrupt um, to basically having to learn to fill my cup up again, let it start overpouring and to be able to create conscious relationships around me to create conscious friendships, to create um, meaningful and pur purposeful relationships and choices in my life. Something that I never knew how to do before because things were just happening to me is what I believed, not for me, until I flipped the switch. Um, so turning my pain into power was the most rewarding story, the most rewarding situation that I could have ever given myself. It's not about how much money you have. It's not about what car you drive. It's not about what brand clothes you wear. It's not about how good you look on the outside. It's about being able to turn your pain into power, your pain into love, your pain and fear into belief and hope um, and switching the fucking story. Um, you know, so I sincerely apologize to anyone in my past who I may have been a, uh, I guess, a, an asshole to, you know, um, or because let's face it, we're not always the angel in every story. 
um, but see what pain does to people. It makes them show up in ways that we expect someone else to be a certain way because that's how we want them to be. But with our pain, how can we be the best version of ourselves when we're walking around taking it all out on other people? Um, so my story, I guess it's a quick summary of it. Um, there's a lot more, but I guess you just can't always go into too much detail. But basically, this is why and what I'm doing. Um, I'm on Instagram on Awaken Your Power. I have my um, Instagram page for Soul Talk with Steph. Um, but this is why I'm doing exactly what I'm doing in this moment um, and why I created this podcast um, and why I'm a, a consciousness coach, an empowerment coach, whatever you want to call it. Um, I am this because this is what I was destined to be. I was just destined to transmute all my pain into power, into love, into acceptance, into forgiveness, and then be able to help others work through their shit to become the best versions of themselves. Um, so I hope my story inspired you to not give up and to keep going because if things don't change, things don't change. Um, and basically sending love to my mum and dad for creating this fucking legend. No, but I love you guys. And to my grandparents and my uncle, who was my shining knight in armor, who just has never given up on me and has tried to be the most loving father figure in my life as well. I thank him. Um, and just to anyone who was a part of my story now in the past, um, or in the future, I thank you. So I hope you have gained some golden nuggets of wisdom. Um, if you feel like sharing your story, please DM me because I would love to read it and to interact with you and, you know, talk about it. Um, if you want to reach out, please reach out for coaching. You can always check me out on awakenyourpower.com.au. Um, but yeah, I hope this story has inspired you just to keep going and to not give up. But sending you my love and have a blessed ass day. Thank you. Bye.